0: I believe that the Bible is the infallible Word of God. I believe it was written by men who were inspired by the Holy Spirit of God. I believe the Bible serves as a guide to knowing God, and it provides instruction for life here on earth. I believe that the Word of God is powerful. It changes our lives and enlightens our souls. I'm Alice Newsom, and you're listening to the Repurpose and Publish Podcast. I've heard it said that graveyard is the most valuable piece of real estate on the planet because it's filled with unrealized dreams, ideas, and visions. This podcast is about denying the grave consumption of the great content locked up in my computer and taking the bold step to share my thoughts and creativity with you. And now. Here's more repurposed content from my computer. And today our lesson is on the 23rd Psalm, talking about the relationship between the shepherd and his sheep. Have you ever observed a man and his dog? Have you noticed how the dog is so excited when the man comes home? And the man is excited to see the dog as well. And they play together and they take walks together and the man makes sure the dog is fed. The dog is loved. The dog is shown appreciation. Have you ever observed that relationship between that man and his dog? Well, this psalm today is Psalm 23. And it talks about the Lord being our shepherd. Now, I'm not calling us a man or a dog, but I'm saying... This is the kind of relationship that David had with his sheep. Because David starts to talk about the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. David is talking about how he takes care of his sheep. The sheep are very special to David. He has a relationship with them. He provides for them. He makes sure they're safe and they're warm and no wild animal is coming to try and steal them. Because if they come up on David's sheep, they better watch out. He didn't care if you were a bear or a lion. David would attack you and kill them. That's in the Bible that David attacked a lion and a bear over his sheep. So David turns that relationship around and says, I love my sheep and God loves me. God loves me more than I love my sheep. The Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want because God takes care of me. He maketh me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. As a shepherd, David made sure that his sheep wanted nothing. He would take them to a nice green pasture. This pasture would provide food, And it would be a place of peace. And it would be a place of rest. He leads me beside the still waters. So the shepherd also made sure there was water near this pasture. To make sure that the sheep had access to nice, refreshing water. He made sure his sheep wanted nothing. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path. Of righteousness for his namesake. David was a good shepherd and took care of his sheep. And by doing so, sometimes he just got tired, he just got drained. And he needed to be refreshed and restored. His soul needed to be revived. And he said, God does that. God revives my soul. He knows how to give me an infusion of strength and energy. And then he leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. He directs my steps. He knows the path that I should take. And he leads me there. He guides me there. I follow him. And it's for his righteousness sake. It's for his righteousness sake. Now, we're looking at the word righteousness. And the Bible tells us that our righteousness is like filthy rags. So how do we become righteous for his namesake? It's all through the blood of Jesus. What Jesus did for us makes us righteous. He became our righteousness. He became sin so we could become righteous. He did a trade. Jesus traded for us his righteousness for our sin. He took the sin, Of every man, woman, boy, and girl that will ever be born on this earth. And he took it upon himself. And then in exchange for that sin, he gave us his righteousness. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. So David, being a shepherd, was exposed to the elements day and night. And he says, you know, sometimes it's scary out here, but I will fear no evil because you're with me, your rod and your staff. They comfort me. So David says, even though any time I can be attacked by a wild animal, I'm not afraid of death because God, you're with me. And he says his rod and staff comforts him. Do you remember that movie Coming to America where Eddie Murphy is in the um, restaurant and a guy comes in and he has a gun and he is trying to you know, rob the restaurant? And Eddie Murphy uh, unscrews a mop handle. And that is showing us what a rod and a staff can do because Eddie Murphy beat, down that robber who had the gun with a rod and a staff. So David says, God is skillful in using his rod and his staff. And I'm not afraid of death because God got me covered. You're with me. I'm not scared of death. Thou prepareth a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil my cup runneth over. I wonder if David wrote this psalm shortly after being anointed king of Israel. In 1 Samuel 16, that's the chapter that talks about David being anointed. The Lord told Samuel to go to Jesse's house because the next king of Israel was coming out of Jesse's house. So Samuel goes and he tells Jesse to have his sons come before him because the Lord has you know, appointed one of them, the next king of Israel. So Eliab comes out. He's the oldest. And Samuel says, oh, yeah, this has to be him. He's nice and good looking and tall, just handsome, has to be the next king. And the Lord says, no, I have rejected him don't look at the outward appearance you know i'm looking at the heart god looks at our heart not what we look like on the outside but those things that cause us to act the way that we do our motives god looks at our heart so eliab is not chosen and the next six brothers are not chosen and uh samuel says to jesse well do you have any more sons And he says, Oh, just the one that's out in the field. He's the youngest one. And Samuel says, we will not sit down to eat until he comes. And so they send for David and David comes and the Lord says, that's him. He's the one that I've chosen. So Samuel takes the oil and he anoints David's head. He pours the oil over David and David says, You anoint my head with oil and my cup runs over. David is just overjoyed. David is just flabbergasted. Out of nowhere, he's anointed the next king of Israel. And the anointing of the Lord comes on David from that day forward. Now they sit down to eat a meal because he has this sacrifice. I believe it was a peace offering sacrifice. And they're eating this meal. And so here's this table that's prepared before David. In the presence of his enemies, even though they're his brothers, Eliab is certainly his enemy. As you read further in the story about David and Goliath, you'll see that Eliab is his brother that confronts David and said, what you doing here? I know you a troublemaker. So Eliab is right there in the presence of David as God anoints him and God elevates him. So David's cup is running over with joy because of what God has done for him in his life. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Surely goodness, God's goodness and his mercy and his grace, they will follow me all the days of my life, and I'll dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Yes, goodness and mercy Shall follow me. God has been good and he's going to give me mercy. That means that he's not going to give me the punishment that I deserve, but he's going to show mercy and forgiveness and he's going to accept me because goodness and mercy are following me. They're his goodness and it's his mercy and they're following me all the days of my life. Now, we also notice that in verse 4, the shadow of death is also following us. So, The shadow of death is following us. God's mercy and grace and goodness are following us. So all of these things are following us all the days of our lives. But when our life is over because of God's goodness and his mercy, they overshadow that shadow of death. It says, I'm going to dwell in the house of the Lord forever. That means that God, I'm going to live with you forever. When this life is over, as it ends for all of us, I have a place to go that's going to be peaceful and secure and I'm never going to have a a worry again because I will be in the presence of the Lord forever. Being in God's presence from now on throughout eternity. That's what God wants for us. He wants us to live with him. He wants to come in and live with us now as his Holy Spirit dwells inside of us. And then at the end, after we've lived this life and we're no longer breathing and we've breathed our last breath, God says he has a place that's prepared for us. And it's his house that we're going to live in with him forever. God takes care of us. We're his and he wants us and he provides for us. He provides peace that surpasses all understanding. He restores our soul. He replenishes us and rejuvenates our spirits and our minds and our bodies. He gives us strength to continue on. Strength to go another day. Strength to go another mile, another minute, another second. God gives us strength. And then even though we know that this life is fleeting, That one day we will die. But God says, even though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, that we don't have to be afraid of death. Because God is with us. He also prepares a table before us. That means he has goodness and mercy and blessings for us. That's just for us. And that we don't have to worry about our enemies because God will take care of our enemies. You pray for them, but God will deal with them. Because God has anointed you for a specific time and a specific purpose. So you focus on what God is doing for you. Don't focus on the enemies. Because God has anointed you and he wants to overwhelm you with the blessings that he is just going to pour on you. Because surely goodness and mercy, they're following you. All the days of your life, they are there. In between all of the heartache and the pain and the bad things that have happened to you, God's goodness and mercy are there. God is aware of it and God is dealing with it. And all of these things come together to make us and mold us and shape us into who God has destined us to be. Now, when our life here is over, God has prepared a place for us that we can come and live with him forever. He's our father and he wants us to be with him where he is. And he is preparing this place for us so that where he is, we will be there too. So we look forward to the day that God returns when Jesus breaks the sky and we're all changed and we're all living with him forever. So we thank God for this Psalm 23 and the hope that it shows and the confidence that it builds in him. And we thank you for the relationship that we have with you, Lord God Almighty. And we thank you for listening. I'm Alice Newsom. You be blessed. Hello, I'm Galeen, your host from Let's Meet the Author. I want to go ahead and boast about one of my authors who premiered in the first season, Alice Newsom, I have read her book over and over, and I cannot put it down. I have recommended to my sisters, I recommend to my mom, to my aunties, and even the male members in my family. Finally, there is a book that talks about the women of the Bible, all right? And also, it gives juicy details about the lives of Jesus' ancestors. The book is called The Sorted Lives of Jesus' Ancestors. Every family has skeletons in their closet. Jesus' family does too. You've got to get your own copy. Go to alicenewsome.com and go ahead and read it and find out all the secrets of Jesus' ancestors. Alicenewsome.com. Get your copy today. You will not regret it. I've been busy. I've recorded an audiobook too. Now, the audiobook is a convenient way to hear the stories of the women in Jesus' family tree as you go about your day. I'm the narrator, and it comes with a special audiobook companion document. Get your audiobook now. If you are anything like I am, then you have a stored collection of stories and lessons. I encourage you to get that content out of your mind, out of your device, out of your journal and share it with the world. Enrich someone's life because they are waiting for you. That's a wrap. Another podcast is in the books. It's published. And I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, make sure to share it and subscribe to get each episode as it becomes available. And please leave a review. Visit my website, AliceNewsom.com. Remember to repurpose and publish. Thanks for listening.